0: To Southern Middle Tennessee today on WKOM and WKRM Radio, your hometown news broadcasting from the Debbie Matthews Nashville Realty Newsroom in Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Tuesday, February 6th, and we start with local news. The Murray County Fire Department responded to a possible structure fire on Parsons Bend Road near the Murray County Gun Club on Friday. Units arrived to find a semi-detached barn fully involved and already collapsed with extension into the home on Division II. Units stretched a line to the rear of the home to knock down the exterior fire, as well as two lines to the front door for offensive fire attack. Members stretched two lines, one to the second floor and one to the first floor to cut the fire off. Units were able to darken the fire down, but dealt with extensive fire in the knee walls on the second floor, which required vertical ventilation. Several members went through three to four air bottles at this fire and experienced extreme heat conditions on the second floor due to the advanced fire in the knee walls. Murray County EMS monitored several firefighters for heat exhaustion. Unfortunately, The home will be a total loss. At the Murray County Chamber and Economic Alliance annual dinner last week, President and CEO Will Evans highlighted Murray County's exponential growth, not only in population, but also economically over the past several years. In just a few words, Evans delivered an economic punch, citing big statistics which could set the foundation for Murray County to become a leader in the state in economic growth and prosperity, in addition to population growth. Just days after the annual dinner, Murray County grabbed the number one spot in the state in four categories in incoming investment categories, according to Smart Asset. The categories include business growth, GDP growth, new building permits, and incoming investment. On a national level, Murray County ranked third in incoming investment and seventh in business growth. There are over 3,000 counties in the United States. Smart asset methodology looks at change over a three-year period, which demonstrates sustained performance. Dubbed as the fastest-growing county in Tennessee in the 2020 U.S. Census, Murray County has continued a forward trajectory ever since, solidifying it as a city that's attracted people, business, commerce, and economic investment. Over 300 business professionals attended the annual dinner at the Memorial Building in downtown Columbia on January 30th to celebrate the year's economic highlights. According to a recent Murray Alliance 13-Point Key Performance Indicator Dashboard used to measure trends, over the past 10 years, the county has experienced double-digit percentage growth in all 13 performance categories, including per capita income, annual income, median home price, and retail sales. These are indicative of long-term economic growth and a thriving economy in the county, Evans said. County growth over 10 years showed that per capita income grew over 50%, average annual income grew over 30%, median household income grew over 40%, and retail sales grew over 86%. Last year, 1,760 jobs were created with capital investments of $2.4 billion in Murray County, In the coming weeks, Evans also said the alliance will share additional data showing Murray County is a leader in the state and a top leader in the U.S. in other top indicators, so please stay tuned, he said. The alliance also announced two large economic development investments last year, including SGB Enterprises Incorporated and Zentria Technologies in Mount Pleasant bringing $46 million collectively in capital investments and 126 new jobs with combined wages of $60,000. 13 economic development projects in various industries have been announced since 2022. Evans also called 2023 a record-breaking year for membership gains, ribbon cuttings, and shop local gift card sales. The alliance hosted 54 ribbon cuttings throughout the year, with an average of more than one per week, The Shop Local gift card program raked in over $60,000, doubling in sales compared to the year before. Since the Shop Local program started just a few years ago, the Alliance has been able to generate $200,000 in revenue in Murray County. In 2023, the chamber added 135 new members, which now has grown to 630 members to date. Plus, the Alliance hired two new staff members last year. This is just a small snapshot of what we've been able to accomplish within the last year, Evans said. However, with much economic advancements generating growth, he said the organization will pause to reflect on its direction to ensure that the county grows in a smart way. While many longtime and new residents welcome new growth from housing to industry, some question if Murray County will be able to retain its character, charm, and small-town feel. While all of this is very exciting, it does present us with a new set of challenges, Evan said. For those who have been in the community long term, those who were raising your hand earlier about who have been here the longest, I don't have to remind you that seeing trends in the opposite direction creates a different set of challenges. I think most of us can agree that the challenges we are facing today are much better than the challenges we were facing five to ten years ago. But there's one thing we have to take away from here tonight. It's been that our organization has been focused on growth because that is what creates opportunity for a thriving economy and opportunity for our citizens. We fully understand, however, that we are a much bigger community now than we were 10 to 15 years ago. We now need to pause, reevaluate, and ensure we are traveling in the right direction to achieve our destination, he said. Evans said, as the organization begins its strategic plan this year, a tailored approach would be taken into consideration. We have already begun tailoring our approaches toward economic and community development to ensure we are growing in a responsible manner, and I assure you we will continue to do so even more as we begin mapping out our next strategic plan this year, Evans said. Columbia native Bernard Childress will be part of the Tennessee Secondary School Athletic Association's 2024 Hall of Fame induction class that will be honored during an April luncheon at Middle Tennessee State University. Childress, who served as executive director of the TWSWA for the final 13 years of his 28-year tenure with the state's governing body for high school sports, will be honored, along with Glencliff ultra-successful volleyball and girls basketball coach Glenn Falls, as well as longtime Nashville area athletic trainer Chris Snoddy. I'm always humbled by these awards, knowing I'm the one that's going to accept the award. But I'm accepting it on behalf of my family and my staff, who are the ones that made the sacrifices over these years and worked so hard to make sure we are doing the things we needed to do for young people, said Childress, a member of both the Columbia Central and Belmont University Athletic Halls of Fame, as well as the 2023 recipient of the Columbia Peace and Justice Initiative's Legacy Award. I've been very, very fortunate to have a wonderful wife and kids and family that always supported me and to have a staff that worked so hard to do what I felt needed to be done for the young people in the state, he said. A 1973 Central graduate, Childress taught and coached at his high school alma mater, returned as an assistant principal after spending a year on the men's basketball coaching staff at Middle Tennessee State University, and served as principal at Whitthorn Middle School for five years before joining the TSSAA as an assistant executive director in 1995. In 2009, he succeeded Ronnie Carter as only the fourth person to hold the executive director position and the first African-American to do so. I think it's very significant, not just for me, but I've been surprised over the years by young people that have said, because you are in the position you're in, I feel like I can do whatever I want to do and be successful in life, Childress said. That, to me, is so important, that young people over the years have seen someone that looks like them in a leadership position, and I took that very seriously, not just with black kids, but with all kids, he said. Under his oversight, the TSSAA made significant technological advances, dealt with the COVID-19 pandemic, expanded both the Board of Control and the Legislative Council, created separate competitive divisions for public and private school athletics, and sanctioned girls' wrestling among numerous developments. He's one of my mentors, said Chris Pointer, also a Columbia Central graduate and current athletics director for Murray County Public Schools. He's a person I go to, that I've always looked up to, He's someone special to this community. I'm ecstatic that he's being inducted, he said. The Tennessee Wildlife Resources Agency, or TWRA, and the University of Tennessee will host a public meeting to raise awareness and answer questions regarding the discovery of chronic wasting disease in Lewis County. The meeting will be held on February 27th at the Old Lewis County Courthouse in Hohenwald, Tennessee, from 7 p.m. to 8.30 p.m., and is open to anyone with questions or an interest in learning about chronic wasting disease. During the meeting, TWRA veterinarian Dr. Dan Grove will give an overview of CWD and how it affects deer. A presentation on hunting regulations and the restrictions that accompany inclusion into the CWD management zone will be followed by a question-and-answer period. County residents and local hunters are encouraged to attend to stay up-to-date on regulations and disease management efforts. CWD was first found in Tennessee in 2018. Since then, 17 Tennessee counties have reported a positive case of the disease. A deer harvested in Lewis County tested positive during the 2023-24 deer season, prompting the TWRA to enact CWD management protocols to place Lewis County in the CWD management zone. Since discovery of the disease, TWRA has worked with hunters and landowners to implement science-based management practices to monitor and prevent the spread of CWD in Tennessee. The agency also provides CWD testing at no cost to hunters and is committed to public education. Chronic wasting disease is fatal to cervids. Those are white-tailed deer, elk, moose, and mule deer. First identified around 1970 on the Colorado-Wyoming border, The disease has slowly spread across the country and now affects 31 states in the United States. Once again, the program will take place in Lewis County at the old Lewis County Courthouse, second floor, North Park Street in Hohenwald, Tennessee. The date is February 27th from 7 to 8.30 p.m. Join the Well Outreach on February 10th for A Night of Hope as the renowned worldwide, at the re- renowned worldwide stages in Spring Hill. This will be an evening like none other as they are joined by special guests, award-winning Christian music artist Michael W. Smith and Helen Smallbone. Proceeds from A Night of Hope will bring hope to hungry families throughout Middle Tennessee as the Well Outreach prepares to open a second food pantry location in Mount Pleasant join The Well Outreach as they come together to provide hope to our community in need. Tickets are available individually or by the table. You can learn more by visiting www.thewelloutreach.org. The Tennessee Highway Patrol will be conducting sobriety roadside safety checkpoints during the week of February 16th on State Highway 7, point one miles south of Knob Creek in Murray County, starting at 10 p.m., Impaired driving is a serious crime that kills more than 16,000 people and injures 305,000 people every year in the United States. Troopers will evaluate drivers for signs of alcohol or drug impairment. Troopers will target those who operate a vehicle while impaired and take corrective actions for other violations observed while ensuring the protection of all motorists. The Tennessee Highway Patrol recognizes that sobriety checkpoints are highly visible and effective tools in the battle against impaired driving. A new art exhibit celebrating African American History Month will display in the heart of downtown Columbia at the Visit Columbia Welcome Center, located at 713 North Main Street. This exhibit will feature local artist Kenitra Bumpus, showcasing her tremendous talent. The exhibit will run throughout February during business hours, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., Saturday, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., and Sunday, 12 p.m. to 3 p.m. The art pieces will be available for purchase through the artist directly. Kenitra Bumpus is a visual artist who specializes in acrylics with vibrant colors to show positivity and life. Her style is to layer the paint and typically uses about 12 layers of paint on each painting. She enjoys using bright colors to show the liveliness and beauty of black people. Kenitra is passionate about illustrating each piece with a different feeling and mood. She uses realism mixed with her own style. Kenitra has been painting for three years, but she's been an artist since age eight. Her goal is to spread light and positivity with each piece she creates. People are encouraged to stop by the Welcome Center to view the exhibit, learn more about Bumpus, her art style, and the stories behind her pieces. Join Murray Alliance and Breakfast Rotary for their annual State Eggs and Issues event. This event features a panel discussion and question and answer session with State Senator Dr. Joey Hensley, State Representative Scott Sipicki, and State Representative Kip Kapley. The event will take place on Friday, February 23rd from 7 to 8 a.m. at the Memorial Building located at 308 West 7th Street in Columbia. The cost is $25 for members, $30 for future members. If you are a member of Breakfast Rotary, you do not need to purchase a ticket for this event. You can submit a question or topic in advance for consideration by emailing Elizabeth Gallegos at E-G-A- I'm sorry E-G-A-L-L-E-G-O-S at com. Tickets for the 8th Annual Mid-State Classic Collegiate Softball Tournament happening on April 2nd are now on sale. Hosted by the City of Columbia, the Mid-State Classic is annually held at Ridley Sports Complex, one of the top recreational complexes in the state. This year's Mid-State Classic will feature the University of Tennessee Lady Volunteers facing off against the University of Memphis Tigers at 5.30 p.m. Earlier that day, Columbia Central Softball will play Spring Hill High School Softball at 10 a.m. Also, Columbia State Community College Lady Chargers will be playing the University of Tennessee Southern Lady Firehawks at 1.30 p.m. Tickets to the Mid-State Classic are $10 and will cover admission to all three games. Tickets can be purchased in advance at www.columbiatn.com. UT and Columbia State have been participating in the Mid-State Classic since 2014, making this their eighth appearance. This annual event at Ridley Sports Complex has become a staple in the community's calendar, drawing support from locals and fans across the state. It provides the opportunity for fans to experience collegiate-level softball at all ages. For questions regarding the Mid-State Classic, you can call 931-388-8119. The Murray County Historical Society has been granted permission by the Murray County Commission to place a time capsule in the new Murray County Justice Center, currently under construction, A selection committee has been created and is ready to receive items. If you have something small and Murray County related and you would like to donate it, contact Eric Previdi at 931-626-9878 or you can email him at eprevidi, that's E-P-R-E-V-I-T-I, at iCloud.com. Spring Hill has launched a new special census for citizens with the goal of generating enough population numbers to receive up to $2 million in additional annual federal funding. Residents can participate in the census by logging into the city's website at www.springhilltn.org. Earlier this month, Mayor Jim Hageman commented on the importance of the census during the Board of Mayor and Aldermen's work session meeting. I would ask that you citizens take it seriously and fill it out, which is incredibly simple. You go to the website and simply type in how many people live in your house, and you're done just like that, Mayor Hageman said. It's very important because it will translate into dollars that we get in our coffers to do projects that we want and need to do. The city last conducted a special census in 2020, and the decision to launch a new one is due to the continued exponential growth Spring Hill has generated over the last four years. It will also play a vital role in accomplishing much-needed projects, hiring more staff members and more. Since the 2020 census, the city of Spring Hill is estimated to have increased in population by roughly 10,000 people, which could earn the city an additional $2 million in funding. If the estimated numbers are met with a new census, the additional monies could be used for things like hiring additional firefighters and public safety staff, street maintenance, and infrastructure improvements. And now your hometown memorials, sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Mrs. Judy Whitley Johnson, 75. A retired laboratory technician from Murray Regional Medical Center and a longtime resident of Hilltown Road in Santa Fe died Thursday, February 1st at Murray Regional Medical Center. Funeral services for Mrs. Johnson will be conducted on Wednesday, February 7th at 2 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Burial will follow in Potts Cemetery in the Kinderhook community of Murray County. The family will visit with friends on Tuesday, February 6th from 4 to 7 p.m. at the funeral home. Mr. Gary Wayne Jackson, 46, died Friday, February 2nd at St. Thomas Midtown Hospital in Nashville. The family of Mr. Jackson will visit with friends on Thursday, February 8th from 4 to 8 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home in Columbia. Hometown Memorials is sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home, serving with dignity and consideration for over 150 years. and why Matt and Susie Sowell believe the way to honor tradition is with especially personal service. We believe your traditions, your customs, your rites of passage are very important. But we also believe in taking care of your personal
1: wishes as well.
0: At Oaks and Nichols, we try to do more than just the expected
1: things. So the service you receive honors your heritage and is uniquely yours. And we invite you to experience the difference.
0: Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. For your southern Middle Tennessee weather, we will have lots of sunshine today with a high of 61 degrees. Winds will be out of the north at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, we can expect a few passing clouds and a low of about 30 degrees. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee today.
1: first farmers and you can bank with confidence with personalized solutions dedicated experts and over a century of experience first farmers lets you feel secure and empowered in your financial choices this is felicia brown with first farmers and i would like to remind you that no matter your goals first farmers is here for you visit myfirstfarmers.com or call 1-800-882-8378 to switch to first farmers today member fdic
2: This is George Rouse with The Way Realty. Please allow me to share a little bit about us. We measure our success by the quality of service you receive. We provide many ways to help you get the most when selling your house, like home staging, landscaping, repairs, professional pictures, and aggressive marketing. Our listings are posted on the MLS, Realtracks.com, Zillow, Realtor.com, and Trulia. Your house will most likely be your biggest investment for your family and for your future retirement. Let us help you fulfill the American dream by buying, building, or selling your next home. And most importantly, let this new year be a great year by putting Jesus first in your life. Jesus Christ changes lives. I know because He changed mine.
0: Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7. This program is sponsored in part by George Vareilas and the great team at The Way Realty. I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. When it comes to infrastructure, Tennessee receives an average grade. The American Society of Civil Engineers, the oldest national engineering society in the United States, releases report cards every four years, analyzing the country's overall infrastructure. The 2022 report is the most recent for Tennessee. According to the report by the Tennessee section of the Engineering Society, Tennessee's infrastructure ranks as mediocre, with an overall letter grade of a C. The report said that the Volunteer State, like the rest of the country, is seeing its roads, bridges, drinking, water systems, and more reach the end of their service lives. However, the Engineering Society praised increased funding for both state and local legislation, to allow for progress. Since 2016, the last time an infrastructure report card was released for our state, multiple initiatives have been used to make strides in improving many areas of our state's infrastructure, said the report. The increase of the state gas tax has allowed Tennessee to continue as a pay-as-you-go state, one of only five in the country, while improving the overall condition of our roads and bridges and reducing or eliminating the local match required to fund some projects. The report noted that much of Tennessee's infrastructure is over half a century old, and in some cases, even older. Relief has come in the form of federal legislation, such as the Bipartisan Infrastructure Law, Inflation Reduction Act, and the American Rescue Plan Act. The Engineering Society hopes that the funding will allow for significant improvements, which will ultimately improve the lives of people of Tennessee, the users of the state's infrastructure. Here's a breakdown of the report card. In terms of aviation, Tennessee got a C plus bridges, a B, dams, a D+, plus. drinking water, a C+, plus. engine energy, a C+, plus. inland waterways, a C, public parks, a C+, plus. rail, C, Sol, uh, roads, I'm sorry, C, solid waste, a C+, stormwater, a C+, plus. transit, a D+, plus. and wastewater, a C-. Minus.
1: Murray Regional Health has announced some big plans for the future. On June 30th, the health system announced its first major construction project at Murray Regional Medical Center in approximately 20 years. The $115 million facility improvement plan will enhance our patient experience and expand access to care for our patients. It's an exciting time at Murray Regional Health, and we hope you'll stand with us as we embark on this renovation and expansion plan. Learn more by visiting murrayregional.com slash plans. Have you ever wondered if your insurance needs can be personalized? This is Hunter Carey. Our team specializes in planning your insurance needs to get you the best possible solution. State Farm is the largest home and auto insurer in the country. I love bringing that to my hometown. Born and raised in Columbia, I am grateful for our close community ties. We offer help with home, auto, and life insurance for everyone in our community. Our office is located at 909 South Garden Street across from the fire station. We're also online at HunterCarey.com.
0: That's huntercary.com. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today, and now our final story. Get your flowy sleeves and fingerless mesh gloves ready because Stevie Nicks is coming to Nashville. The Rock and Roll Hall of Famer just announced she will be bringing her live-in-concert tour to Bridgestone Arena later this spring and its 2024 run of dates. The legendary songwriter and performer will be in Music City May 14th, producing partner Live Nation, announced on Monday. Tickets for the Nashville date... Uh, as well as other just-announced stops will be available starting Thursday, February 8th with local pre-sales. The general on-sale will begin on Friday, February 9th through Live Nation. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on Kennedy Broadcasting, WKOM, WKRM Radio. I'll be back tomorrow to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great day.